The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. On this episode of This League, oh my God, it's the day I've been waiting for, the day that everybody else has been waiting for. It's free agency, baby. Oh my God, so many pieces, so much chaos, people snaking one one another out of teams, teams getting fucked, holding the bag, people clearing cap space for no reason, ending up with pieces they don't even want. (laughs) I can't wait. I'm so ready. And... We've got tea, but on top of that, we have to talk about the bombshell news report that Ramona Ramona Shelburne just put out on ESPN, scathing report about how Kawhi Leonard and Paul George ended up teammates. So much to talk about. I know Marty will have plenty to say on this topic. And of course, we will be here all week to discuss all the news that will trickle all the way in, which I'm sure will be many. A lot of moving pieces. So before... We go any further. Let's just drop the beat. I get a lot of hate on social media about how I feel about Kawhi Leonard. And it's not even merited. It's not even warranted because personally, I can separate the difference between the caliber of the player, which Kawhi Leonard is undisputedly, if he's healthy, top five. I think everyone sort of knows that. And then there's Kawhi Leonard, the human. And I take issue with Kawhi Leonard, the human, mostly because the world capes for him. The world protects him in a way that they do not protect other stars because Kawhi Leonard has opt out of speaking pretty much. That's why people are like, oh, Kawhi Leonard is just misunderstood. He doesn't speak. He's introverted. All he wants to do is play basketball. But what the truth is, is not that. The truth is Kawhi Leonard is everything that people accuse Kevin Durant of being. He is everything that they accuse LeBron James of being. A diva, a snake, selfish, competitive, no loyalty, no ability to think beyond what he wants, no code, no bro code. (laughs) But he just gets a pass because he never speaks. He is in the Game of Thrones realm fucking Littlefinger. Chaos is a ladder to him and he's willing to create chaos where there is no chaos along the way. Yeah. Live in the shadows, make friends with everybody, but back of his mind yeah yes yeah in the I back like of that. his mind I like that. he is stepping all over you oh sansa i am here to protect you and then fucking selling her off to someone else that's Kawhi leonard so this is the story espn's ramona shelburne dropped a nuke on the russell westbrook to la story 
by digging up the real reason that Russell Westbrook is now a Laker and not a Clipper. It's about Kawhi. Turns out in the summer of Kawhi, which we call 2019, the summer of Kawhi fucking everything up for everyone, (laughs) Russ was feeling like he wanted to leave Oklahoma City. Fair enough. He had been abandoned multiple times. And it was fair that he would want to go to a place that was home for him. So he calls up Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi Leonard, what does he do? Doesn't even answer Russell Westbrook's call. That's kind of a key piece. And instead of picking up Russell Westbrook's call, he understands what Russell Westbrook was calling for. Turns around and calls Paul George, Russell Westbrook's teammate on Oklahoma City, and says, hey, bro. Russell Westbrook is trying to team up with me on the Clippers. I haven't made my decision yet, but I don't want to play with Russell Westbrook. I want to play with you. He's about to leave you, bro. He's about to abandon you, bro, in whatever small, like, very, like, less worded way, I'm sure. (laughs) He said that. You, me. He probably said, Russ trying to leave you and me, Clippers. What do you think? Yeah, it's probably not uh, many words. Not many words. What you think, me and you, L.A. Clippers. Russ is trying to leave. So Kawhi and Russ, to me, actually does make a fair amount of sense. And the Clippers is such a, like, a villain team, I would say. Like, Kawhi and Russ being together in L.A., both being from L.A., is very sexy, very gritty. Like, gritty in a way that Paul George is not. So that's how Playoff P came to be alongside Kawhi Leonard. And you know what? That's fucking snake. I saw that and I was like, wow, everything I thought about Kawhi, Kawhi is a bad guy. He is not a good guy. Like, that's not what good guys do. First of all, answer Russell Westbrook's phone call. Like, don't turn around and snitch on Russell Westbrook. To use that as a trading chip to get Paul George. He he made it seem to the world in the moment, did he not? That they had been planning this for a while. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. They had made it seem, he had made it seem like Paul George and him for a, like since Indiana had been trying to mastermind a scenario that they would be together as partners in crime because they were good friends and they could see each other as being these ideal teammates and it fit together like hand and glove. And that's a fucking lot. Which I guess that's on us for like falling for that because like both of those things happened like in the middle of the night. Like I forget exactly what time, <laughs> but like I... I think I was asleep. Like, I think I found about it like the next morning and like, yeah, okay. It's all of a sudden we didn't hear any rumblings of this. Like, would you hear rumblings about everything in the NBA? Literally everything you hear rumblings about. And then it's all of a sudden like, oh yeah, Kawhi and PG, they just have always wanted to play together. You know, what's also funny to me is that we should have known Kawhi Leonard was a bad guy. And you know what? Shame on me for letting my fandom and my hate for the LA Lakers cloud what is true. Which is Kawhi Leonard told the L.A. Lakers he was going to meet them in Thousand Oaks. Thousand Oaks is about an hour and 30 minutes north of Westside L.A. In traffic, two hours. And then he ghosted them. He never had that meeting. They were on the way and then he canceled. He canceled because he was trying to buy time to get the Clippers deal done. Like a fucking snake calling Jerry West calling Doc Rivers, dealing with that whole scenario. And in my mind, I was like, yeah, fuck the Lakers. Way to go, Kawhi. You're the best. And no, like that is fucked. Like the way that Kawhi treats the league is like not acceptable. He gets no more passes from me. 
Zero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my whole like take on it is like I'm not saying he's like a bad guy. I think he's as I think he's the same type of guy that all these other guys who get inordinate amounts of shit for it. And Kawhi deserves just as much, if not more, of that. Like if LeBron is going to get called a scumbag, if if KD's going to get called a scumbag, you got to call Kawhi a scumbag. And yeah, I think he gets a pass for it because he's quiet and like he's like oh he still drives a chevy tahoe or whatever the hell which i don't even think that's probably true anymore like oh yeah, isn't it like, cute like you, Kawhi Leonard doesn't have social media yeah, like he doesn't no, have a cell phone you've got to spread you've got to spread it around like he has to be included in the if you're one of those guys who thinks that way like you don't like how the nba players kind of get together and form these teams you have to put Kawhi's name in there and absolutely and this story just emphasizes that. and it's more scumbag than we've ever seen before uh, this one is unique. Yeah. 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 Cause it's not like they were on the same page. It's like, he's screwing over his fellow player. Yeah. Correct. I agree. It is different. Yeah. You know who Kawhi is to me? Kawhi is that nice, quiet guy, that quiet friend that you as his boy reach out to and you are vulnerable with. And you tell him like, listen, these are all the problems that I'm having with my girlfriend. I'm thinking about calling it quits. Like, I don't think we're going to make it for the long run. And he's like listening. He doesn't say a lot, but he's processing the whole thing. And then when you're like ready to call it, he calls her. And then he's like, hey, uh, Marty's trying to leave you. He doesn't love you. These are all the things that Marty said about you. You know what? I've been into you for a long time. And I think you should maybe leave him and maybe we should make it a go. That is dirty macking. That is what we call <laughs> dirty macking. Literally snake move. If this was a relationship and not about basketball and this was love, he would have gotten his ass beat. And and as much as I already like Russell Westbrook, the fact that this never came out. And Russell Westbrook never said a fucking thing about how snaky Kawhi was. And then he decided to go to the Lakers, which I think is phenomenal now. <laughs> now. So funny. So ironic. Paved the way. And Russell Westbrook kept it internal. Kept it all to himself. I love him so much. Yeah, it's pretty gangster. Yeah, for sure. That's what like yeah. real G's move in silence. That's Russ. I mean, he may have been Ramona's source, but like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but we don't know. But we don't know. But we don't know. So, yeah, that's the story. That's the story on Kawhi and PG. As much as I like myself, I care more about my dog probably than my own well-being. And she's 10 pounds, she's 12 pounds and pretty aggressive. And dog owners, when she goes crazy, they sometimes try to come at me. So when they come at me, I come prepared. That's why I've got this strike light. It's a strike light made by Taser and my family. She's my only family that I have and they are my number one priority, but I want to do it safely. I just want to have something in my hand that at least shows them that I'm dangerous, even if I don't need to actually do anything to them that's dangerous. The people at Taser believe that a a safer self-defense is a better self-defense. The Taser strike light is rechargeable. It's high powered. It has a flashlight. It repels an attacker or someone who's just mad at my dog, through its electric electric stun feature, literally combining a flashlight and a stun gun. Why would you have a flashlight if it didn't have a stun gun attached? That's really the question. The Taser Strike Light is a non-lethal self-protection device. I've seen it live in person. It is non-lethal self-protection device that is small and lightweight enough to carry with you either in your purse or around your wrist. 
Guns, as we know, carry unnecessary risks like bullets for you and for those around you. Uh, also, pepper spray, pepper spray, low key, very dangerous, harming you as much as an attacker. Also, often ineffective. I mean, I've seen people get hit with uh, like the the what is it? The pep- pepper spray, and they just keep going. If you're on PCP and you get hit with the pepper spray, you just keep going. Protect yourself and your family, which happens in Manhattan a lot. Protect yourself and your family with Taser Strike Light self-defense product. Taser Strike Light is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get the Taser Strike Light at taser.com, promo code LEAGUE. Save 15% now at taser.com, promo code LEAGUE. Spelled T-A-S-E-R.com, promo code LEAGUE. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So now that that's over with, let's talk about what's really popping in the league, which is free agency. Teams with the most space this offseason, there's eight teams that are really, really in play. We've got the Knicks at $52.5 million. We've got the Spurs at 48. Mavs have $33.5 million. Thunder have $30 million. Grizzlies have $24 million. Raptors have $22 million. Heat 20, 16, 8 for the Hornets. And the biggest storyline is this what? Russian roulette dominoes with point guards. Russell Westbrook was the first domino to go, setting the stage that LA is basically unable to get anyone. Right. And now Kyle Lowry is the second uh, domino to go. And he looks like he's going to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat have picked up Goran Dragic's player option for 19 and change and are setting the stage for a sign in trade, which is wild. With the Toronto Raptors, where the Toronto Raptors starting point guard will be a 37-year-old Slovenian point guard, Goran Dragic, with ankle, foot, knee, shoulder, all kinds of issues with his health. I think there's more. I'm not sure. Yeah. But he's been all over the map in terms of his health. Uh, and then then things kind of go crazy from there. What do you think about Goran Dragic? You shook your head. Meaning, to me, you're not on board. You're not rolling either. Well, it just takes me back uh, to draft night and say it because I think you and me talked about it. Like when they took Scotty Barnes, it was like, okay, I guess they're planning on bringing Lowry back. But now that they're not, it's like, okay, so you literally just liked Scotty Barnes more than Jalen Suggs. And that's. Which, I mean, I guess them taking it over them in any way, you know, said that. But, yeah, no, it's just crazy to me that that's their plan. Also, like, does is tampering just not a thing anymore? Like, is it just not like we already know that they he's been talking to the Heat, like, and no one cares? No, I don't think. I don't think it's a thing anymore. Somebody tweeted this earlier today, and they said, I would love to see Woj's scheduled tweets. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's already got it written. Yeah. They're just ready to push, publish, publish. And he probably does them like scatters them two to three minutes apart from one another. So it's not just like 50 Woj tweets at once. And it looks like he's been writing them past the point of tampering. Like if free agency starts at six, what deals can you really get done like by 602? Yeah. Like who gets business done that fast? It's it's a busy day on Hootsuite for whatever ESPN intern. Is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so the Heat want Lowry, obviously. The Pelicans cleared cap space for Lowry as well. Yeah. The Sixers are like a last-ditch issue, uh, last-ditch effort for Lowry. That was hard to say. The Knicks kind of want Lowry. The Mavs want Lowry. Only Only one will get Lowry. The Pelicans, if they don't get him, 
They're going to try to sign Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball looks like he's going to the Chicago Bulls for $22 million a year. So that's not probably going to happen. Uh, now the Pelicans are looking like their third option is discarded uh, former Pelican or former, excuse me, former Piston uh, Reggie Jackson. <laughs> I kind of like it. Not quite sure. Uh, they will have $24 million to clear cap space for Kyle Lowry. Without Kyle Lowry ever telling you he was interested in you, it's sort of silly in my opinion. I mean, I think they were always going to try to clear the space, whether it was going to be used for Lowry or not. I mean, they offloaded $20 million from Eric Bledsoe. That's – you're going to do better things with that $20 million, $22 million, actually, I think it was, than whatever you were getting from Eric Bledsoe. So I, I don't think it's like they – it's not a I'm trying to think of a scenario where someone did that and then just got completely screwed. I don't think it's quite that awful. But, yeah, it is bizarre. If Dallas can't get Lowry, they're going to try to sign Tim Hardaway Jr., who already makes 18 million for somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 something million. However, Tim Hardaway looks like he wants to go somewhere else. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Dallas could easily be the team that holds the bag, but there's plenty of. We'll call them random assortment of point guards that they could get. They don't really even need a point guard, no. obviously. And Dallas never gets free agents. They always like seem like they should, and then they don't. So I would hope. Also, the funny thing about Dallas, which I would actually love, is that there is a rumor, which would be also crazy, that the Raptors do not want Goran Dragic on this sign and trade, and that a third team could be in play, aka the Dallas Mavericks, and that Goran Dragic would be playing alongside Luca, which they're both Slovenian, they are. which to me would be kind of very cute, adorable. It'd be in neat. fact, It'd be it would neat. be neat. Yeah, not wouldn't move the needle from a basketball perspective, but would be neat. Yeah, not like. And they got Boban now, too. They brought Boban back. They brought Willie Cauley-Stein back. I mean, the thing, though, is is Kyle Lowry ready for Mark Cuban to circle his house? And you promised me you were thinking about coming here. Remember when he did that to DeAndre Jordan? Like, Yeah, no, that was an awesome day. Mark Cuban is not above that. And they all started tweeting emojis. And then Paul George tweeted a—I mean, uh, Paul Pierce tweeted a picture of emoji because he couldn't figure emojis out. Oh, yeah, no, I remember. That was so funny. And also— also, not a great start for Nico Harrison and his crew to if they fail to get anyone of note. Who would you like to see in terms of free agents going to Dallas? Going to Dallas? Yeah. Shoot. If you could get any point guard besides Lowry, because I don't think Lowry's going there, to sign up alongside Luca or a big man, who would it be? I think Lonzo would be kind of funny. That would be fun. Like just just for the pure chaos of he and Luca having to coexist. They would be so chaotic. But <laughs> like, in terms of the best fit. Best fit? Jesus tough. I, I don't think Nerlens Noel would be bad. No, I'm kind of hoping he finds a finds a home in Miles Phoenix, Turner but. could be nice. Oh, Miles Turner, yeah. Jared Allen could be nice. Rashawn Holmes would be a nice roller. Rashawn Holmes is the number one roller in the NBA. Yeah, I love Rashawn. So that would be an incredible. I, I think you could probably snake the Sacramento Kings into trading you Rashawn Holmes for and another piece for Kristaps Porzingis. Could you not maybe trade him for Marvin Bagley and then ship Marvin Bagley out? <laughs> so that's Dallas. And then Philly, they're not going to get anyone. The new news about Philly is they're trying to not only move Ben Simmons, but they're also actively shopping Tobias Harris, which personally shocks me. 
I am so surprised at that. (laughs) (laughs) Two of the worst contracts in the league? You mean you're trying to get rid of them off your books? Yeah. I mean, uh, we weren't really thinking about Tobias because we've been busy thinking about Ben, but I don't know. Maybe maybe they're trying to offload Tobias so that they could have more room to offload Ben. Like maybe right. that, maybe that's the thinking. They're like, oh, if we offload Tobias, then we could offload Ben and then take more pieces right. that will influence our future and mortgage us. They're also not speaking at all about Joel Embiid's knee injury. That's also new news is that they refuse to discuss how his knee is doing. My prediction is that the process, as I said before, the process is over, but it's really over now. When you're shopping Tobias and Ben and you're not telling us about Joe and you only have the full taxpayers mid-level exception, which is five and change for Kelly Olenek or Cody Zeller. I mean, that's a problem, I would say. That's a big problem. Um, all right. We so, can still see some Maury magic. Yeah. I haven't given up on the Maury magic. What's your magic. prediction in terms of what they do? I Maury mean, that's, that's just that's so impossible. Like, they're the most up-in-the-air team in the entire league right now. Like, what their roster could look like on opening night, I think by far they're the most up-in-the-air. It is. It's it's sort of scary. You know he's going to do something. Oh, yeah. He's not Danny Ainge. No. He will do something. I just... It's like you look at the board. It's like we talked to the uh, Sam S. Vindiari and Andy Lou today. And you're like, there's only so many moves you can make. And I... We all know what those moves could be. In like some iteration or one another. And you're like, none of these moves sound particularly good. Yeah. So I don't know. I think you have to take into consideration that there are worse run organizations than Daryl Morey's organization. And like you have to try to target and attack them and try to get like maybe a Buddy Healed back. If if you can get Buddy Healed for KCP, Kuzma. No, it was just Kuzma and the number 22 pick, wasn't it? Or it was I no, 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 no. It was, it was, it was Montrez but... Harrell and and Kuzma. Yeah. For Buddy Healed. Okay. Then you can get Buddy Healed if you're Daryl Morey, because you have enough pieces mm-hmm. uh that are better than those pieces. So, all right. Other players that are on the move that are to watch. DeMar DeRozan is fascinating to me. Yes. Apparently, he is looking to get go to Miami on a mid-level exception, which is close to $9 million. Here's the problem with that. Once you decide to make $9 million on a contender and maybe you're an off-the-bench guy, which he played the most minutes, I think, one of them, some of the most minutes on the Spurs as like a, as like a small four, which was kind of crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, once you decide to take a role-player role on a contender and you're playing like 18 to 20 minutes per game, and you're making like $10 million for two years, it's going to be hard to get your 25 the next time around. Yeah, you get stuck in that. Yeah. Like you are now a mid-level exception player. Yeah. So DeMar DeRozan going to the Heat would be a shockingly bad decision, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it happened to, I mean, to a lesser extent. I mean, it happened to his teammate, Rudy Gay. Yes. Like the second he yeah did that, he was thought of as... I don't want to say a nobody, but he was thought of as a role player. Whereas before he had been an all-star and guy making like in the $20 million range. And, and now yeah. he's like a $5.6 million target yeah, for the Golden State Warriors. Except, yeah, right. Yeah. Which is just wild. Lonzo Ball appears to be going to Chicago, $22 million, which I think is fucking wild. Danny Green apparently slated to make $19 million. Where do you think he goes? 
Nobody's going to pay him that. Uh, if, I mean, if he's getting that, he's going to a very bad team. Uh, if he's getting that, I guess he's probably going to. That could be like a Grizzlies panic move. Like, oh, I don't, yeah. yeah. Or like a Thunder panic move. I don't know. Yeah. I think Spencer Dinwiddie, he's the next domino on this list. Because yes, obviously this huge. is all, all yeah, yeah. predicated on what he decides to do, too. That's my Dallas pick going back to. I think that he in Dallas yeah. would be tremendous. There is now rumors that he wants to go. I don't understand how if this is true, if it ends up being Spencer Dinwiddie and Bradley Beal on the Wizards, because all of a sudden D.C. is a destination because Bradley Beal has committed there. And KCP and him are, quote unquote, good friends. And Spencer Dinwiddie wants to play with Bradley Beal and he's going to take like $19, $22 million and then bring other free agents there. I don't I don't see how that is a possibility. Apparently, he wants to go to D.C. Damn. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of my uh, a lot of my friends that are Pelicans fans really want Dinwiddie now. He's coming off of an ACL injury. I'm a little concerned. Yeah, but like for a team like New Orleans, like you're gonna, you you just have to hope he's fine. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I guess so. Um, another player that I think would be a very good role player point guard, Patty Mills. Yeah, Patty Mills, a better Ricky Rubio type, sort of like old facilitator, locker room guy. Undersized can do multiple things. Well, I saw a stat recently that Ricky Rubio had like the lowest PER in the pick and roll of any point guard in the entire league last wow. year. Wow. Yeah, and I like. I mean, uh, granted, I wasn't watching a whole lot of Wolves games, but that shocked me because he was not inefficient on Phoenix the previous year. He, I mean, he wasn't like stellar, but he was not that level of inefficient. So if he's taking like a dip, then uh, then yeah, yeah. If he's taking like that big of a dip, then yeah, I would say that Patty Mills is a better Ricky Rubio, probably. Yeah. yeah. So Celtics and Lakers apparently both want Patty Mills. Uh, the best thing that I could say about Patty Mills is somebody asked him like, "Hey, do you know that free agency is about to start in the middle of the Olympics?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm unconcerned. <laughs> I am currently completely locked in to this international stage." I love that. Uh, Reggie Jackson, another point guard who has multiple suitors. That's a very Pelicans yes. type player that they yes. would get. The guy that like you know is probably going to get paid too much money, but like who the hell else are we going to get? If you were to choose one point guard to go to the Pelicans, who would it be besides Lowry? We can't choose Lowry. I think Dinwiddie would probably be the best basketball pick, but realistically, I think Reggie Jackson would make a decent amount of sense for both sides. I agree. Um, you know what I think is funny? Is remember when I said this is the it's the first video on social that really really went viral where it was like who the fuck does Dennis Schroeder think he is? <laughs> and Dennis Schroeder at that point had just turned down that eighty four million dollar contract, and everybody's like, no, he's gonna get a hundred million. Da 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 da. It appears now that Dennis Schroeder is completely unwanted by all of the league. <laughs> And him turning down, I mean, there may be no sadder story of someone turning down $24, $23 million a year and then now going from 20-something million dollars a year to like maybe 10, maybe that, that mid-level exception of 9.8 or whatever because he should have looked at the plethora of point guards that would be available this postseason yeah. and say – Listen, not everybody's going to get paid $20 million. 
And if Lonzo's going to the Bulls and they don't want you on the Bulls, what is he going to do? It, it appears that nobody is going to want to trade for him. The Washington Wizards don't want to trade for him on a signing trade. And the Sacramento Kings don't want to trade for him on a signing trade. And they don't really have much flexibility, the Lakers, to sign him to anything other than maybe a one-year deal. Like, do you think he goes anywhere for any realistic amount of money? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I saw a tweet today. It may have been, it was probably from one of those like bullshit, like NBA retweet accounts or like whatever the hell that said, uh, Dennis Schroeder's still looking for 20 million. I was like, yeah, I bet he fucking is. Like, Which is right. less than he turned <laughs> up. Right. Like, uh, I mean, he'll wind up somewhere. He's too good to not wind up somewhere. But yeah, it could end up being uh, one of those sad stories of like, 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 like Nerlens Noel had a really bad one about five years ago where like he turned down like, I for, I, I don't want to say exact numbers, but he turned down a considerable amount more than he ended up signing for. And it could be, yeah, it could be something like that. It's a sad story for Dennis Schroeder. Hate to see it happen. And he would have still been on the Lakers and now he's probably going to be making less money on a shittier team. Uh, yeah, it could end up being a very sad story for him. Could have been, could have been, maybe like a, that would be bad Mavs. That would be a bad Mavs scenario, bad Nick scenario. <laughs> like I, any team that I Knicks, actually, Knicks, Knicks that's where could he's going to go. You think so? Yeah. Ah, oh, man, that would be brutal. Does he seem like a Tibbs guy to you? No, but. <sighs> man, Devontae Graham, another one linked to the Pelicans. Yeah. I kind of love that because the new T is a double sign and trade with Lonzo to the Pelicans or no Lonzo, Lonzo to, to the to Hornets. Yeah. Yep. Lonzo from the Pelicans to the Hornets and then Devonte Graham to the Pelicans. Give me that. Give me that. I if love it, that. Inject yeah. that into my veins. Yeah. Double ball. And Leangelo is going to play Triple on the Hornets. Ball. You like literally on the Hornets summer ball, league ball, team. Ball, ball. What is it? What was it? Triple B. Big what baller brand. Big baller brand. It would literally be the, the reemergence of the big baller brand. Those three letters. The three they're still B's. not dead. They are not dead. I'm going to buy their shoes. <laughs> I like Devonte Graham way more than probably anyone else. I think he's. He was so underutilized on the Hornets last year. They just got too many guards. They had just way too many guards, and he fell, quote-unquote, fell off, and he had some injury issues. But, like, don't sleep. Like, Devontae Graham was going to win most improved player. I forget who won it over him, but it was Brandon, very close. Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, yep. yep. But it was close. It was close. Yeah, I mean, pre-pandemic in the, the, the uh, 19 uh, uh, twenty season, he was Awesome. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. So I think he will end up getting paid and going somewhere fun. I would love to see him in, in New Orleans. Um, another, let's see, is there any other point guards that I can think of? No. Okay. So maybe one of the highest, most ridiculously coveted players, Nick Batum. Yeah. Nick Batum somehow, some way went from being discarded from the Charlotte Hornets, to re-emerging to being like the glue piece. Warriors, Heat, Pacers all want him. Obviously, the Clippers want him. Uh, uh, his his size, his ability to shoot threes, his ability to play the three, four, or five, uh, guard three positions, good locker room guy. IQ, just he'll, IQ, he'll do whatever you need him to do. Do yeah. whatever. He's better than a spot-up shooter. Mm-hmm. Gonna fit right into that mid-level exception number. Where do you think he goes? I think he goes to the Warriors. Someone good, yeah. Warriors, Warriors would make a good amount of sense, especially if they if they if they may sign him for like a little bit more than the mid-level exception, maybe. And I was hearing from I forget who or where, but that he was very close to signing with the Warriors before Clay tore his Achilles. 
And so then once he tore Clay tore his Achilles, he was like, ah, I'm going to go yeah. to a real contender. Right. But now that Kawhi has torn his ACL, maybe it's time <laughs> to move from one place to another that's yeah. actually like quote unquote contender. And I think actually Nick Batum would, I don't want to say like, I don't want to say like be a big step up for the Warriors in terms of how many more wins or whatever, but like he is an important role for someone. He help, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he, he's going to help a good team. I think a good team is going to bring him in to be like the seventh guy, seventh, eighth guy. And he should 100% send an entire case of very fancy French wine to Ty Lu for utilizing him in a way that shows, wow, Nick Batum can actually like mm-hmm. contribute on a championship caliber roster in a way that if we didn't move him to the small five, we might've fucked around and lost to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. So, and that's facts. Another person going to the Warriors, probably Andre Iguodala. He's been desperate to get out of Miami. I was told like many months ago that he was renting an apartment right next to the facility because he did not want to be there. Literally, that's the he story. He wanted to see as little of Miami as possible. He was possible. like, at yeah. any point I could be shipped out. I don't want to buy a house. I'm here on a two-year deal. They're definitely going to let me go at the end because I'm getting paid $15 million. And like, fuck this culture. I'm not playing any minutes. I'm out. And so he was packing. All right, I, Like, he was packing to leave like before the season was basically over. So, you know, that's yeah. that's. Uh, I think Andre will either go to the Lakers for very little money or to the Warriors for very little money. He's been, yeah. And help to develop guys like Kaminga or Moses Moody, et cetera, et cetera, like a veteran, sort of like a Udonis Haslam. Yeah, just go back home. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Uh, he's been linked to Phoenix as well. I don't see it really happening. Uh, like, you say Lakers. I'm already so mad at who they're going to sign to minimum deals. Like, the, the, you know the <laughs> Lakers are going to get like four pretty good guys on minimum deals. But I think what's funny about the Lakers is they're they're going to get guys that were – really elite back in 2012. Like guys like Carmelo Anthony, and I've got something to say about him. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony, uh, I said maybe Kevin Love, like on a buyout. They're going to get Dwight Howard, who was amazing in t- 2012. Like JaVale McGee maybe coming back. Avery Bradley might be coming back. And now they have Russell Westbrook and they've got Braun. Like all these guys were all NBA in 2012. Yeah, sure. Like, so I don't see these veteran minimum yeah. deals even mattering. They DeRozan just, if it happens. DeRozan <laughs> if it happens. Exactly. Like, guys. And by the way, DeRozan, the NBA has, like, changed drastically in the course of his contract coming to fruition. He, like, he got shipped out of Toronto because the way that he played basketball was so out of date. And now it's, like, back in again. And they could get Kawhi. And they could get Kawhi. But, like, literally, (laughs) Nick Nurse was like, oh, I'm not a fan of the mid-range. Yeah. And now it's, like, mid-range is back, baby. Like, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Middy's coming back. The middy's back. Middy's back. Um, Also, I have to talk about this. It's it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, Something that's deeply personal. Something that I feel like if I break this down to you, specifically you will understand my pain and you will be outraged for me and really for justice, justice Mm -hmm. and fairness. Um, All right. So Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony is now linked to the LA Lakers and to the New York Knicks. He wants to play either to reinvigorate his reputation in the city of New York or to play with his friend in LeBron James. And upon first glance, you might say, Trista, that makes sense, right? He's He's been in Portland a couple years, and he's back now. He's valuable and wanted. 
Like, why not? And to this, I say, fuck you. Here's the thing. Carmelo Anthony was sitting on his couch for an entire season. Literally 10 games he played for the Houston Rockets. And no one, not anyone, 29 teams, no one wanted him. He was the girl that could not get a date. Asking around, hey, you want me? I'll take any role. I'll do anything for you. And everybody on TV was like, no, Carmelo's a cancer. He's the worst. No chance. Like, he's a bad locker room guy. Who wants to put an all-star, former all-star, at the end of a bench? He's just going to cause problems. And you know what? LeBron James didn't pull him out of that fucking hole, did he not? LeBron James, basically GM of the Lakers, didn't say, Carmelo, we have a role for you, veteran minimum. When he could have, could he not? He could have. He could have. LeBron James let Carmelo Anthony suffer. Suffer in anonymity where he was forced to make mixtapes in a fucking hoodie at Summit in New York City. And he's like, comeback season. It's hoodie season, blah, blah, blah. He's like with Chris Brickley and all those cats. And the world's wondering when Carmelo Anthony will be all the disrespect and why can't he be back in the league? And LeBron James watching this all on social media didn't do a goddamn thing. And you know who did? Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard pulled him out and said, not only did I want you when you were on Oklahoma City, not only did I want you when you were on New York, not only did I want you when you were in Houston, I also wanted you when you were on a couch and no one was going to fucking pick you up and hire you. And I brought you in and we got you a good role. And you were making like great, getting great shots, great minutes, meaningful minutes in the playoffs. And now that his career is back on the upflow. And he's wanted by teams like L.A. and wanted by teams like New York. He's ready to fucking dip like a little snake. And you know what? If you don't understand how fucked up that is, then I haven't explained it well enough. (laughs) Do you agree? Do you understand what I'm saying? I do agree. I do agree to a certain extent. At the same time, he's not under contract right now. He's able to go. If he went to L.A., I would feel it a a lot Facts. more. Be, uh, your, your point about LeBron is very well taken. I think there's a lot of legitimacy to that. It just kind of feels like the Knicks is it. If he, he loves, goes to the you Knicks, you know how much he loves New York. He does, and you know what? Lala's not going to fuck you, bro. And the, these New York fans aren't going to fuck you, bro. Like they're never going to forgive you. It doesn't matter. Like he should know. Him coming back to New York is only going to reopen that wound of how much they fucking hate you. Because of who you were supposed to be and who you were not. And who knows? Like, it was the coach. Like, you didn't have the right coach. Blah, blah, blah. They wanted to run the triangle. Amari got hurt. Amari got hurt. Yada, yada. But believe me, the New York market is still vicious. The fans and the media are still vicious. Same with L.A. Just stay in Portland. (laughs) It's safe there. Like, no one's going to fuck with you. Nobody's going to, it's no more open wounds. Your legacy and your reputation are still intact. If he goes to New York or LA, people are going to be bringing back up some of the things that he did when he was like <coughs> old, mellow. God bless him. I hope he doesn't go to LA, though. God bless him. Do you have any more predictions or things that you want to see? Uh, things that I want to see? Uh, I don't know. I'm really interested to see where Iggy goes. I, I think that's. A very interesting storyline of here. Uh, Nerlens Noel, I think, is really going to help a team. Yes. Uh, just He's kind of exactly the kind of bench big that you want now. He's kind of just prototypical in that regard. Yeah. So I think, like... Nets could get him. Nets could get him. Phoenix could get him. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I like that. I've been thinking about that for a while. Mm, that uh, really, like, got my heart pumping. Yeah, no, it'd be, yeah, it'd be perfect spell to Aiden. 
Uh, wait. Do you think, uh, you know who's really, we didn't talk about it at all, was um, Rashawn Holmes and where he'll go. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's going to end up, unfortunately, he's in that part of his career where he's probably... Well, he's definitely going to want to maximize the amount of money he gets. 20 million and, he's asking for. Yeah. So, like, and a good team's not going to give him that. That could be, uh, that could be like a Grizzlies or a Thunder or something like that. Uh, I'm trying to think what I like. Do you like, think the Thunder do anything to help them win games? No, 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 no. Which is why I think they may overpay for a guy like that that may like be like a fan favorite and stuff like that. That actually seems like a move that they may make. Uh, yeah. As far as like guys that I'm also interested in, like, I mean, Drummond, we haven't talked about. Uh, He's seeking 15 million, which I think is absolutely banana yeah, land. No, he won't. Um, he may be a, like goes goes into the season, not on a team and ends up uh, signing somewhere where like someone gets hurt or something like that. Uh, Obviously, Norm Powell too, to Portland. I'm yeah, watching yeah, for that. I'm yeah. not even going to talk about it because I'm just hoping he stays. Right. Oh, Evan Fournier rumors that he's oh, not yeah. going back to the Celtics, which is interesting. And that's obviously why they got Josh Richardson. I don't know that that moves the needle, but Evan Fournier is, I think to me, Evan Fournier is setting up to have a letdown. Like he thinks he's going to get 20, $22 million a year. And I do not think he's worth like all these guys just think they're worth $20 million. Yeah. I mean like guards, I mean, guards are getting paid a shit ton of money, but I mean, they can't all make 20 million. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah, like, there's only 30 teams yeah. and there's only so many slots for so many types of players. Yeah. And I don't think he's one of them. Oh yes. On uh Duncan Robinson, 24 million is what he's asking for and probably going to get from the heat, which is fucking bananas as well. <sighs> yeah. Is Duncan Robinson that good? I wouldn't pay him $24 million. That's more <laughs> money than Joe Harris. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. No, I would not. He's I would not say no. Good, he's not as good of a shooter as Joe Harris. No. Literally, you were at fucking Wesleyan or wherever before Michigan. Like, no. you're not that. Sorry, guy. You're not that guy. I hope Alex Crusoe gets paid. I, I do, really too. That would be nice. I really want him to get paid. Yeah. That would be fun. Like, I could see him on, like, a on an Oklahoma City Thunder team. He could be fun. Kim and Shay, I could see that. He'll probably go back to L.A. just because. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of it in terms of players that I'm really excited about. I'm really obviously excited to see where Miles Turner goes. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty. Oh, campaign. Yeah, I, I was just about to say that. Personally, I'm interested in campaign. The Suns can uh, offer offer him at most because we have his bird rights. They can offer him at most uh, ten and a half for year one, which... If someone, yeah, which is nice, but if someone offers him more than that, uh, we can't match it. So, yeah. I could see the poison pill. Poison pill is ready to go. I could see the Knicks liking him. Yeah. Yeah, no, and honestly, uh, I think the... uh I think the Shamit trade was kind of insurance for that. Yes. So... Facts. If it happens, it happens. I'll miss him, but yeah. Well, that's all the time that we have for the free agency show the monday free agency show much more is going to come out in like a couple of hours so if you listen to this post 6 p.m which you probably will just just realize that we're recording this at four so there's no information for you but at least you're set up to know who can make what what teams are looking for who and we'll see you later this week probably either tomorrow or the next day depending on what ends up shaking out in the first couple of hours of free agency all right, Marty, let's do this. Uh, that's all the time that we have for this league podcast. Please like, please subscribe, please rate and review on Apple, on Spotify. Follow us on TikTok, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, all the places at, at this league. 
bigger they come, the harder they fall. It's time to risk it all. Say hello to the big dog. Say goodbye to all the frogs. Keep it a hundred, keep it a hundred, keep it a thousand. There's certain people that we don't allow. No, 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 po, po. No, 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 po, po. You a slow po. Afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 